Hello, listener, and welcome to this preview of our latest Patreon-exclusive episode. To continue the conversation and listen to the full episode, head over to the Beyond the Screenplay Patreon. The link is in the show notes. Hello, patrons, and welcome to this patron-exclusive episode of Beyond the Screenplay, the podcast where each episode we do a conversational deep-dive analysis into a film. Today we are talking about Rear Window, the 1954 film, screenplay by John Michael Hayes, directed by Alfred Hitchcock, based on It Had to Be Murder, the 1942 story by <laughs> Cornell <laughs> Woolrich. I'm joined by the Beyond the Screenplay team, of course, Trisha Rand. Hello, everyone. Brian Bittner. Hello, hello. And Alex Cayetos. Hi. Okay, so let's start off by talking a little bit about why we're talking about Rear Window. So our fall season is just around the corner. Uh, keep an eye out and an ear out for an episode where we're going to be announcing the full schedule. But we can say the theme uh, is Autour Autumn. Some of our greatest filmmakers have some new films coming out and so we might be revisiting some old films of theirs and looking at some of their new ones and so we thought it'd be fun to kick off this auteur autumn by looking at one of our earliest auteurs uh, who kind of came up around the time that auteur theory was getting popular uh and we'll we'll get into more of that in those episodes of what is an auteur and why do we have a theory about it and why are <laughs> film people... It's my personal theory. I don't know if anybody else has <laughs> the same theory as me, but... Right. Um, we went to film school. Yes. Yeah. We have to make it count. <laughs> dust off those it was books. All and, for something. Yes. <laughs> that word in bold in the textbook we need to use at yeah. some point in our real, real lives or else. Um, so... Keep an ear out for that in our full schedule of the films you can look forward to. Uh, but for now, we're going to talk about Rear Window. So I have a, a relationship with Hitchcock that is interesting. He's clearly, you know, classic, made lots of movies. Psycho, we've talked about. I love Psycho. It's maybe actually one of my favorite films. I remember watching it a lot as a kid with my dad when I was getting into film. And he was like, film history. And this is what it was like when it came out and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, that's really cool. And I watched a lot of documentaries about Hitchcock and his filmmaking. And I remember being like really, really loving those. I occasionally make up quotes from Hitchcock, if people remember <laughs> that part of the... I still think he said it, but I have yet to find that source. Uh, but so I've... The films of his that I've watched, though, I feel like I always go into it being like, Hitchcock, let's do it. I'm going to love this thing. And I'm always a little bit like, oh, like that's what that movie was? Interesting. And so it's not that I don't enjoy them. It's just they're different than I feel like I've made them up to be in my brain. And Rear Window is, is very much that, where going into this episode, I was like, I want to... I want to watch this again because I don't think I've really seen it. But watching it again, I realized, oh, no, I've seen it. And I remember all the beats. It's just that I thought that there must be more beats to this movie than there are in the actual movie. Uh, and I think part of that is sort of the, the structure and the plot and what the movie tells you when. And so I kind of want to get in to that of like when you reveal information and uh yeah, the progression of these things. I did this time cue in a lot more to the character arc that's happening uh, and that there, there there is one and the relationship that 
you know, blooms across this and all this stuff. So I definitely found more in it this time than I uh, attached myself to and, and got into. Um, but yeah, so it was an interesting mixed feelings watch as it often is for me and Hitchcock. Um, Brian, tell me about your relationship with this movie and Hitchcock. Yeah, you know, I'll say I get a little where you're coming from with Hitchcock. I definitely sometimes watch some Hitchcock and go like, that was good. And it was especially impressive for the time. And I get how that movie like was a banger for the time. But for me, I'm watching it going like, cool, I'm appreciating this and I'm having a good time. I'm usually entertained at least. Right. Um, so I feel, yeah, I feel like there are some that are like really well regarded where I'm like, I liked it, you know, and then others that maybe aren't as much that I'm, that I'm more interested in, but I will say rear window is, it is one that works both ways for me. Like it's one that is well regarded and it's one that when I watch it, I'm like, hell yeah. Like I really love this movie. Um, I, checked out some of the big, big, big ones back in my kind of college-ish days where I was doing a lot of, you know, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, homework. You know, homework. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thank you. Um, my homework away from homework. Um, and, uh, and, and yeah, so I saw Psycho and Vertigo and Rear Window and definitely Rear Window was one of the ones that stuck with me more. Uh, North by Northwest, I think is still my favorite, but Rear Window is definitely up there. Um, and, uh, and yeah, so I definitely we'll get into rear window in a bit, but just Hitchcock in general, I think, I think it's interesting when you have a filmmaker who like, you know, six of their 45 movies were <laughs> masterpieces, you know what I mean? Like he made a lot of stuff that was fine. He made some stuff that wasn't great, you know, uh, as opposed to like a Kubrick or even like a Nolan, regardless of, you know, how, how sort of divisive Nolan's become lately. It's like every movie is impressive at the very least. Right. Hitchcock was just like, here's the next one. Another one. You never even heard of this one because no one even saw it back in the day. Um, but he also made some movies that are pretty incredible. And I, and I think that this is one of them. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. And I will say that, that I, when I, turned on the movie and looked at the runtime. I was like, well, this is longer than I thought it was like, okay. And by then I was like, oh, that flew by actually. It's really so, well paced. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, Trisha, what about you? Yeah, I love this movie. Um, I really like Hitchcock as a rule. And this one is, I don't know, really special to me for a variety of reasons. I remember seeing it for the first time in film school um, I'd seen some other Hitchcock before that. My first Hitchcock ever was Dial M for Murder, mm. which I saw in this like historic theater in Columbus, Ohio, that was just, and like it blew me away. And I was just like, what even is any of this? I don't know. If you can come to these movies without having them spoiled for you, right? Because these are fundamentally like suspense thrillers. And it's like the equivalent of, you know, trying to see something like The Sixth Sense or The Prestige or something and not have it spoiled for you. Um, if you can do that in this day and age and, and not have Rear Window or Psycho or whatever spoiled for you, then you're on the same ride that people were back in the day. And it's an incredible ride. Um, and that was me watching Rear Window. I saw it in film school. I had no idea what was going to happen. The moment when Thorwald Raymond Burr looks straight 
up into camera because he realizes what's happening. I remember just screaming. Like <laughs> I I was so hooked into the movie at that point. And then he just looks right at you and you're like, ah! like it just all comes crashing down. It's amazing. Um, and yeah, that's like what Hitchcock is capable of at his very best, right? Like there is, I mean, he basically invented the thriller genre in so many ways. And it would be hard to overstate the influence that this movie in particular has had on that like domestic thriller genre, right? This is the one. Um, And it's awesome. And this time around, I was like, I should read this short story. So I got the the book by Cornell Woolrich, who I love, by the way, and for some reason had never read this one of his. Um, And I read it in about like an hour and a half. Right. It's uh, it's an amazing little short story and um, definitely want to talk about the adaptation piece here, too, because it's a it's a really well adapted uh, short like film script from that uh, other medium. Um, Very impressive in a variety of ways. So, yeah, there's like endless things that we could unpack. I would love to try to avoid some of the stuff that everybody always talks about with this movie and get into some of the stuff that I feel like I've never heard anybody talk about this with this movie, um, which is some of this, these other things about the adaptation and the character arcs, like you were saying, and uh, yeah, some structural things and all the other. There's so much. Thanks. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Uh, and Alex, what about you? I'm kind of... Broadly in the same camp as Michael and Brian, you were talking about, you know, where it's like Hitchcock doesn't always hit uh, for me, but this one does hit for me. Like this is probably my favorite Hitchcock film. And I think it's because one, it is just very entertaining the entire time. Like I, I enjoy this milieu and and the different neighbors and the, and the kind of like parallel storylines that we're tracking. Uh, it, it's just enjoyable to like be with you know, Jimmy Stewart and uh, Grace Kelly, like watching these lives unfold. So th- that's already kind of just delightful. And then on top of that, it is like you're saying, Trisha, just like the prototypical domestic thriller. And I also saw it for the first time in film school in the kind of like theater classroom. And I was on the edge of my seat in a way that I didn't think was possible for like a 1950s movie. You know, like I, I was at that time, I was like, oh, you know, I'll put on my like, you know, film school had and all like imagine what it was like at the time to be like in a theater watching this. And that might have been kind of scary back then. But that was gone. You know, when when Grace Kelly's in the apartment, I was just like, oh, my God, like <laughs> this, what is going to happen? Um, and that was kind of a thrill to realize, oh, wow, like this, you know, movie from 1954 felt so fresh. And so and also so kind of like edgy at, at, at times you know, like, it, like it really felt yeah. like he's pushing boundaries for the time in this movie with just you know he's part of the lineage that David Fincher is now in when David Fincher says in those behind the scenes like I think we're all kind of perverse I think we're all you know kind of voyeuristic and kind of sick people I think Hitchcock believes that as well and you know he's specifically you know what is talked about in this movie all the time as for Shiv is uh, I think alluding to is the the voyeuristic aspect to it the characters as audience surrogates, you know, we we want there to be a murder. We want this sick, horrible thing to happen just like they do. They're kind of disappointed when it seems like maybe the wife is OK. Um, so I think that that's all kind of fun to explore because I think it felt really edgy and subversive that this movie went to those places um, at the time. And I think it's just it's almost like a lot of Hitchcock and all of his like things 
are distilled into this movie in a really pure form. Just this, a lot of his kind of like psychosexual voyeuristic ideas. Well, and the relationship, it feels kind of modern in some ways too, right? Yes. Where it's like, yes. it's not this perfectly chaste, like, we just like each other and we're going to get married and we're going to start mm. a family, right? That's put under the lens here of like, let's really examine what marriage is and like, do modern people even need it? Um, right. Like, I don't know. I It does feel like boundary pushing in that aspect too. Yeah. Yeah. Like thematically, so much of this movie is still extremely relevant, which was oh, also yes. surprising. Um, yeah. Cool. Well, yeah. So, so yeah, lots of things to talk about. As you were saying, Trisha, like cinematic language, invented the thriller, uh, character arcs, structure things. We want to get into all the sort of thematic stuff, like you were saying, Alex, the, the psychosexual, but also like relationships and voyeurism. And what does it mean to be a watcher of a thing? And what do we, people's real lives, we turn into entertainment. Like, wow, we don't do that anymore to do. Uh, so yeah, lots of things to dive <laughs> True into. True crime. No one's interested in that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. True crime. Woo. Hope you enjoyed this preview clip. To continue the conversation and listen to the entire episode, head over to the Beyond the Screenplay Patreon. The link is in the show notes.